It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everybody. Welcome to North Star Sports, number one sports show in Sweden. My name's Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at OwenElyMN. Be sure to also follow North Star Sports on Twitter at NorthStarMIN. And be sure to check out number one fun time website, NorthStarsports.media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, uh, PodMN, pretty much anywhere you can get audio. My guest for today's show on our second year anniversary is Drew Peterson. Hello, Drew. How's it going, Owen? <laughs> oh, it's going good. Number, This is number one show in Sweden. Oh, definitely. Actually, it is the number two show with our demographics with China. That is good to hear. Yeah. That is a big population that we need to hit hard with our hot sports takes from this beautiful, beautiful studio that we're in today. We have to hit the Chinese demographic because that's billions and billions of people. I mean, right now we may have a small one, but it'll grow into a bigger and bigger and bigger demographic. We are respecters of China, and we thank our Chinese listeners. Uh, they, uh, well, I was going to look at the, dem- the demographics here. Obviously, I'm burying the lead a little bit because it's our uh, our second anniversary, and what a coincidence that we have you on the show. We didn't even plan this. It just kind of turned out. Eh? It turned out like this. The radio gods have their chance, you know, have their have their paths, and this is the perfect time to have that path crossed awesome birthday and then the fact that i'm on the show for the first time you know on north star news so it's gonna be very 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 fun absolutely well and you're a inaugural 2020 hall of famer for north star sports that's very true though disappointed i was not a unanimous hall of famer for north star sports but you know i take it i'm grateful for the opportunity and it's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. It's weird, man. I had a feeling you were going to get Ken Griffey Jr. And you just got what I, you know, I voted for you first ballot. But, you know, some of these people who vote for this stuff, oh. they, they don't believe in first ballots. Oh, man, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. I was really hoping for that unanimous, but it's all right. I wasn't the first in history. But, you know, the show goes on. I will prove them wrong. I will make my voice heard louder and louder this time. And I will make them regret that decision by not making me unanimous. Well, you're with good company. You're with me. You debuted before Reagan. He's never been on. And you're also there with the legend, the GOAT, Francis. Francis. Shout out to Francis. Yeah, Francis is probably listening right now. And it's going to be a good time, you know. Hardcore follower. He made the Hall of Fame. So that's what's all that, that's all that matters. Well, he's a two-time Hall of Famer, too, because he's also in the Sports Vibe Hall of Fame as well. Oh, so, there you go. You know. But today, looking at... I mean, this is our number one day. We have 34 views on the website. How about that? That is perfect. Look at that. We even have a a viewer today from the United Kingdom. That is pretty cool. I mean, you know, shout out to the UK. I mean, you know, you got to fix your your guys' dental care out there. But, you know, (laughs) shout out to them. Look at eight viewers from China, three from Germany, two from France, even even someone from the Philippines. All right, that's that's actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Look at that. I don't know why they'd be fascinated with Minnesota sports, but you know who knows? Maybe they used to live here and now they're uh, you know in the Philippines. That's very true. That and we probably introduced them to a lot of takes that they did not think 
We're actual takes, you know. A lot of people say, you know, what people want to hear. We tell the truth how it is. You know, we don't we speak nothing but facts. When we're together on shows together, nothing but facts. Like like the slogan of North Star Sports, we have the hottest sports takes in the business. We just sling them out. They're nothing to me. You get listeners out there, oh, oh, that's such a hot sports take. It's nothing to me. Have 10 of them. They mean nothing. I'm giving them out for free. Oh, definitely, definitely. That is why we are number one show in all of the world. We, we, we will be. I apologize. We're we already, will be. We're already dominating the Chinese demographic. Exactly. We're the number one happy fun time show in Sweden. Exactly. That We're, we're making the come up, Owen. We're making the big come up. We're going to be ready. We're going to blow up. I am feeling it. Well, we got a, a good show for you today. Uh, don't exactly know what we're going to talk about other than just kind of talking about the many successes that the Minnesota Wild have had over the years. Uh, now that we're free of uh, the FCC, uh, we are big disrespecters of the FCC. We are not fans of the FCC. Uh, but now we are, uh, we're not beholden to the FCC, so we can just say whatever we want, unless it's wrong think. Don't, no wrong think. Gotcha. No wrong thing. But let me just say this about the Minnesota Wild. They are the worst franchise in the history of NHL hockey. It is unreal. When we go over the, you know, me and you have went over these for, I think we've been doing this for two and a half years, three years maybe. You know, when I first came on when you were, you know, on this, in River Falls. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've never been able to say it, but these are, this is just some of the most disappointing, most atrocious picks you've ever seen in your life. And, you know, we talk about it so much, but that's because it is just so many people who believe this team is good when in reality this franchise is just using its fans for money. I mean, that's all it really is, and it's it's a big thing that needs to be spread, you know, what they've did wrong, not trying to build a franchise. What are you talking about? I was, I was, I've been listening to some local media that are saying once the NHL comes back, I mean, the Wild are a dark horse Stanley Cup team. The Wild are definitely not. You know, I, I, I expressed this to you, you know, in the beginning of the season, you know, when they were doing really, really bad. You know, the fact is they should have stayed bad. Got a top three pick because, you know, we've talked about how top two picks, pretty much top two picks, top, top three. You get a one or a two pick, it's an immediate hit. Unless you're really bad, but it's immediate hit. And that's what they should have did. Obviously, they have a lottery and you're not guaranteed anything. But the fact of the matter is, is then they started winning at the end. And it's, it's just, I mean, how can you sit there and watch this one knockout team they're not a dark horse for the stanley cup they will get i don't know how the playoff thing is going to go with you know the nhl because i'll be honest the only sport i've been following has been ufc but you know however the playoffs go they're going to get knocked out in the first round they don't belong to be they they do not belong in the playoffs by any means doesn't matter they do not belong and it's going to be a very short run for all of wild fans well like i told you i'll get to this in a second but I was going over the history of the Wild and why they are one of the worst franchises in any sport all time uh, and, and absolutely just uh, running dry the pockets of the fans for no good reason at all. But, you know, you know, you talk about getting a top three pick. I remember, I don't know how many people remember, I'm sure you'll remember this, but I don't know how many people remember this, but maybe, like, I want to say it was like three years ago how uh, Steve Iserman was doing a lot of great drafting down in Tampa Bay, and but they, they messed up the handling of because uh, they kept Jonathan Drone down in the minors, I think, for yep. a little too long, and how he was on the chopping block. Uh, and I think what it eventually came down to was the the Wilds' unwillingness to trade Dumba in a package for Jonathan Drone. And, I mean, whatever. It's not like he's 
it's not like he's a you know a, a, an all-star every single year but you know a top three guy who's I mean he's been pretty good sometimes great up there with the Canadians and uh, I think what was it they traded the ninth pick for Jonathan Drone because it was like the pick that turned into uh, Mikhail Sergachev yep and it's like oh there's your opportunity to get you know and especially at the center position because you look at like Man, like there's not really a, outside of drafting super high, there's not really a good recipe for getting top line centers. And you kind of need, dude. We've had centers who are like five foot nine. We've had like Grand Lynn and just in the and the the couple of times where we get the prototypical center, uh, we waste a first, a second, and a third for like eighteen games of who the fuck was that guy's name? Martin Hansel. Martin Hansel. <laughs> Martin Hansel. Oh, man. Could have oh. had a uh, Pierre-Oliver-Joseph or whatever. Yeah, Pierre-Oliver-Joseph was the one taken. But, yeah, oh, Martin man. Hansel. They traded that, and he was homesick for about 15 games, and there were only, like, 26 left at the playoff stretch there. Funny enough, he played, but he made no impact. I think he had, like, an assist in his time with the Wild. And, yeah, I mean, that's just the kind of stuff the Minnesota Wild do. You know, you talk about Yeiserman, you know, making that trade, that Drew trade. That worked out very well for them. Yeah, they got rid of Drew, but they had a very good defenseman to go with Victor Hedman and that team. And that is why Tampa Bay is as dominant as they are, is because of the simple fact that they have the right leadership, the right ownership. I mean, it's Tampa Bay. Think about that. A good hockey team, and we've talked about Southern hockey teams and how they should not exist, but they've made Tampa Bay relevant. They've won a Stanley Cup in Florida before the quote-unquote state of hockey has even made it to one. I mean, and it's just unreal. Obviously, Tampa got swept last year by the Carolina Hurricanes, which absolutely hilarious. But, I mean, it's just unreal how people can sit there and be fans of this wild team. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, a lot of people talk hockey, in the, you know, in the, in the state. And a lot of people you talk to, you know, oh, what kind of fan are you? It's like, not a wild fan. You know, like, I don't know how anyone can, who knows hockey, be a wild fan and have that faith in them when there's been absolutely no progress in making the team better. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, like, that, uh, I, this is why the NHL, I think, could be one of the top sports. Because what is it? You heard Max Kellerman say the NHL is not a top four sport in this country, and then hockey nerds got mad. Dude, it's not even, like, a top nine. It's not even a top nine. But the thing is, like, the NBA and Major League Baseball are inherently flawed because the salary cap systems, like, boy, it sucks if you're in a small market team. But theoretically anybody just like the uh, the NFL anybody any team in the NHL can do just as well as any other team because you all have the same amount of money to spend now obviously there's still other uh, incentives and that's where the wild fail greatly because you know and and again it's not like the wild it's, it's only with the wild like Toronto was really bad for a long time which is embarrassing because that's like the capital <laughs> of hockey but like we're the state of hockey like how many great players do we just pass up on and then you know when we do take minnesota people they're just complete bums so it's like yeah like the nhl is very fair it's a very competitive league with its rule set but like ah like we are the state of hockey like so many talented players like i don't know i'm gonna say like 15 percent of the nhl is like minnesotans like there's so many good minnesota players that we will never touch like what is it we'll we'll touch somebody if they're at the end of their like i guarantee you like in the next two years like we'll flip zuccarello for like kyle luck poso and then we'll be like look at we got a poso he had 80 points in 2009 and it's like well it's 2023 <laughs> and you know now he's gonna be another uh what do you call it? he's gonna be another nathan horton with you know his injuries yep. 
And and see that's the thing. Like you know Minnesota, the thing that Minnesota has over every United, you know every state in the U.S. You know Canada is the only one that you know is more. But we are the Toronto of the United States. Maybe Detroit, Detroit, Chicago. You know New York has just the marketing, the marketing, and same with like the West Coast with like Los Angeles and them. But I mean like Minnesota is. What makes the, the wild so much more embarrassing is we are the Toronto of the NHL where we we are the state of hockey where that's where you market. Like we're here, we want to put together a good team, we want to bring in the best players from our state, you know, best players from, you know, the United States, but we just can't do it. You know, we we have this weird obsession with taking, you know, Finnish defensemen who are un you know, in the first round who are projected undrafted. You know, the leader you know, the head of the, you know, Finnish uh, hockey association didn't even know who the guy was. I mean it's just unreal how unreal how the Minnesota Wild can just joke like that, you know. And like you said, you know, bringing in the people like Thomas Vanek, who played for the Gophers, you know, uh, bringing in like Danny Healy, who played for the Bat. Like, we always bring these guys in at the end of their career. We never bring them in. Can you imagine Thomas Vanek, you know, back when he was putting up 90, 80 points, you know, with the Buffalo Sabres, you know, the years the Sabres were really good before the downfall. Um, you know, Danny Heatley, you know, back in 04, 05, 03, like, I mean, unreal. But no, we're going to take these guys, you know, even, man, I mean, I even look at, like, Zach Parise. I get at the time, but, like, we took Zach Parise after a back surgery, and this guy never hit 100 points. You know, like, it's just, it's it's unreal. They just make all the wrong decisions at, at all the wrong times. I mean, it's just unreal how bad a franchise can be, and I, I see a lot of it, too. It seems like that's a Minnesota sports thing. I mean, you look at a lot of, t- the Vikings are the only kind of, like, exception because, but there's really not that much success in the Vikings even. But, I mean, like, the Wild are the biggest embarrassment because, you know, the Vikings aren't the biggest marketing team, you know, in football. The Wolves are definitely not the biggest marketing team in basketball. You know, so for the Wild to be the biggest marketing team in the United States when it comes to hockey, it's just an absolute embarrassment. Well, and another one, too, that I forgot. I, I went back and looked at the history of the Wild. Another really, really bad one that I forgot about is trading the 17th pick, and then I forget which prospect, uh, for Pavel Dimitra, and then having him only here for two years. And honestly, those two years where he was with the team are probably like two of the best seasons any player's ever had with the Wild, and then just letting him walk in free agency. But like I told you, this might only only be true for the Wild. I think for every other franchise, this is not the case. Uh, And there's plenty plenty of firsts for the Wild when, when it comes to ineptitude. But... The best player in the history of the Minnesota Wilds drafting has never even been on the team, and it's Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, yeah. By, by far. I guarantee you, you look at what he's doing in the KHL, he's, I guarantee, even even though this team is pretty bad, like I don't know who you pair him with on the first line, Kaprizov's probably a point-per-game player if he ever comes here. And I see so many people saying, oh, by July 4th of this year, you know, the Wild are going to sign Kaprizov. I would say... I don't want to always be on the negative side of things, but I'd say it's a 50-50 chance he ever gets signed here. Why would he ever come here? There's no reason. You're just playing with a complete joke of a franchise. You know, and the fact of the matter is, if he wanted to, he could pull out. Who's the defenseman that left Columbus and when the Wild? Uh, Riley. Remember Mike Riley? Yeah, the defense, yeah. He could just pull that. I don't know if that's the same for international players. That three I, think it, I think it might be a little yeah. different. It might yeah. be a little different, maybe a little bit more extended on the you know, how many years. But the fact of the matter is, he can just wait it out. You know what I'm saying? I think he's only like 22, if that. And, and, you know, he could just wait it out, and he could just wait, be like, yeah, I don't want to go to a failing franchise. You know, I'd rather go to, a, you know, a team that's successful. You know, take a rookie contract on a team like Tampa Bay or, you know, a Toronto or, you know, somewhere huge where these teams are really good, and that's what's going to happen with the Wild. 
You know, and I, I don't blame them. I mean, I wouldn't want to come to this state either to play hockey. I mean, it, I mean, the, I can't say anything against the fans because the fans, I will say, stick by. And as much as I have, you know, displeasure with that, you know, they stick by their team, you know, support them, whatever. But the fact is the ownership, um, you know, the general managing, I mean, it, it just doesn't matter. Bill Guerin, I'll give him, you know, the, the props that he gets because obviously the season was cut short. Uh, you know, he, he did some decent things, but... You know, it's just going to see, you know, I, I doubt, and I'll be negative on this, I doubt Kaprizov ever comes to the Minnesota Wild. You know, it's kind of like a Grandland deal. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, even if Kaprizov does come, he's going to come and it's going to be like a Grandland situation where, you know, four or five years down the road, they're just going to trade him, you know, because they're not going to put any pieces around him. I mean, that's what they did with Gabrick. That's what they have did, you know, did with Grandland, you know, these top Dumba. I mean, a lot of these guys, they just don't put pieces around them to make them better. And so they just, you know, flutter. You know? Well, and you have to be careful with drafting Russians and how you treat Russians because Kaprizov comes here, even in the first year of that contract. We've seen it with other guys like uh, Shipyachev with the Knights, which was a dumb move on his part. But like, ah, I'm Russian. I don't like it here. There's a league that's not as good and won't pay as much, but is kind of similar. Yeah, I'm just going to go back and play for Putin's team and, you know, just dominate the KHL. So you even have to be careful with that because, you know, 50-50 chance you get Kaprizov on your team, but you get him on your team, well, what are you going to do with it? Like, that that's also scary, but the best draft pick you've ever had, and then you look at other, I mean, Jesus, we, I mean, we've gone through this before, but we're on a new a new platform here, but, I mean, I, I think the last time you were over, we were talking about what is the best draft year for the Wild, and it's any, any year where they draft two players who even make it to the NHL is all, like automatically tied for the best draft class. I think we settled on 2000 because it was Gabrick and Schultz. Yep, that was, yeah, whatever year Gabrick and Schultz were drafted. Cause... So their best draft year was their first year. Otherwise, they've had, they've had other draft years that are second best, but it's only because one player who made it on the team for five years was on it. You know, they're just... Like, you even have to consider 2001 with Koivu and Stefan Veyu. Like, man, it's, <laughs> Stefan Veyu. it's really it's really bad. Or even, like, I don't know, it's tough when you're talking about um, Josh Harding. Cause, oh, man, Josh cause Harding. his career got ended early. But when he was when he was in his prime, he was a Vez- he should have won the Vesna that one year. Oh, definitely, definitely. There would be no Dubnik if Harding wouldn't have ever gotten uh, MS or whatever. And, I mean, that's the honest truth. But, yeah, you know, it just – the fact that you have to go all the way back, all the way back to their first draft, and since then it's just been mediocre. I mean, what year was it where they only had, like, 17 games played of all their draft picks? I mean... Oh, man, yeah. I, I mean, like, that. I bet if we went through every NHL draft, I mean, there's no way, unless you're looking at Columbus, who's also awful, there's no way you ever see something like that again where the total games is lower than 50. You know, it's unreal. You know, even the draft with Burns. You know, I think Burns is the only one that played, like, even 50 games or something. I mean, like, it's just unreal how they can do that. And the Wild, I will say, in, in, in a certain sense, are one of the luckiest teams in the NHL. Because, honestly, you think about this. So, they've never really put draft picks into goaltenders. Dude, think about – actually, this probably would be the best thing to ever happen to them. So, actually, actually, they're the, they're the most unlucky team because they'll find a goaltender who's, who's even just good – and it'll stop them from tanking all the way to the bottom. So, could you even imagine what would happen if they didn't sign a 29-year-old undrafted Nicholas Backstrom? Oh, like man. this franchise, this franchise would be an ECHL team. Like, what if we didn't get Dubnik? The we would have sucked for two years, but that's what the team needs because they need yeah. to have they need to have at least two years where they have top three picks. Hopefully, you can get the first overall pick, but that's not exactly necessary. 
you know, because if you can just get, I mean, even even most years, like, all right, we don't get a McDavid, but we get an Eichel, and that's probably enough for that year. And then the next year, if we can get the third pick, maybe we get a Dreisaitl or somebody like that. I mean, it's very it's very rare. I honestly can't really think of the last the last time a top a top two or top three pick didn't work out in the NHL. I mean, there might be a couple that I'm forgetting who are in, like, the number three spot. But, like, you have to go back to, like, Nail Yakupov. Yep, Nail Yakupov, Alexander Daigle, I think it was, with Ottawa or whatever team he went to. I mean, it's very, very rare, you know, for that to happen. You know, when you talk about the goalie thing, I mean, I can remember every goalie that this team has had, you know, when it comes to, like, the good. I mean, they went from having Fernandez and Rolston, you know, who were amazing for so many years. And then uh, I think Rolston left, and then Fernandez got hurt, then came Backstrom. You know, Backstrom then took over the for Hernandez and Rolston. Then Harding comes in. Harding takes over for Backstrom. And, you know, like, you got then Dubnik. You know, he even had for a little bit Darcy Kemper, who was doing good. I mean, his one year where he had two shutouts back-to-back. and He just wanted, like, $5 million a year yeah, to but, resign. But you look at him with Phoenix. I mean, he was doing very, very good this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, it's just it's unreal. I mean, they've just wasted so many goalies. I mean, it's just unreal. And that's that really is what keeps them from taking, from getting, you know, the Eichels, the McDavid's, the, you know, Austin Matthews, man, even like uh, William Nylander, players like that, like, you know, like these guys that they miss out on, even top five, and they just miss out on it because they stay good, they get knocked out by Chicago in the first round or St. Louis, and our fans see that as a win, you know what I'm saying? They say, oh, well, we made the playoffs, we'll get them, we'll add another piece, you know, like we'll add Matt Zuccarello and we'll be better and blah, 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 and it's it's just never the case because the Wild have such bad luck with free agents. They have such bad – the only good free agent signing they have had in in their honest history – I mean, I'll give it to Suter, but they gave him way too much money – is Stahl. Stahl has been probably the best player that they've ever signed in free agency in the history of the Minnesota Wild. And, you know, it worked out. You know, but then they gave him, what, a three-year extension to a 36-year-old, and it's like, well, okay, now you're going to make it seem to the point where it's not going to work out because he's been on the team for so long. You know, and that's the thing. The Wild pick up scraps. Other teams pick up good players. And that's why the Minnesota Wild are just a no-talk team, you know? Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, too, I mean, people people don't get that, like, it's probably better to be the worst team in the league than to be a team that loses in the first round of the playoffs for, for the future and for the fans. Now, for the Minnesota Wild, the organization, they obviously prefer – if 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 the Wild could guarantee they make the playoff every the playoffs every single year but losing the first round they'd do it because you know you get the oh you get the we're gonna make the run T-shirts and you know all this type of stuff and they just get blown out in the playoffs and in a sense it's kind of unfortunate that back when they knew how to build the team a little bit more properly when you you know you still had stupid contracts like Parisian Suter but it was earlier on in their careers like I don't know who knows how far they could have gone if they didn't have the cloud of Chicago hanging over your head I mean. I'm definitely not going to say those are Stanley Cup winning teams, but it would have been interesting. Those are definitely teams that could go to a conference finals, and if you make it that far, who knows? But, you know, they were always under the in the shadow of Chicago. And you look at their draft picks. So the highest draft pick they've ever had was their first year, which was third overall with Gabrick. Yep. And then four with Pouliot, six with Koivu, seven with Dumba. Dumba. It's like they don't have a lot of top five picks. They have a lot of top picks, but boy, do they like to waste a lot of picks. Boy, and even my favorite years to go back and look at are 2011 through 2014. 
And you don't even have to look at the top picks. You just have, like, my favorite draft class of all time is 20, 2013 because we have Gustav Olofsson, <laughs> Curtis Gabriel, Dylan Lobby, Carson Succi, Avery Peterson, Nolan DeJong, and Alexandre Belanger. Great drafting. A stellar job. And, and it shows their games played. I'd like to know how many of those games are played with the Wild because Olofsson definitely didn't play 59 with the Wild. He played a few with the Canadians. Succi probably played a handful this year with the Blackhawks. And Curtis Gabriel probably played most of those games with the Devils. So, like, this is the type of <laughs> drafting that they do. And, like, so you look at that draft class. They didn't have a first-round pick that year. But you want to know what happens when they do that draft class but they have a first-round pick? Just look the next year. They have Tuck, first-round pick. Okay, it worked out, but we wasted that. And then Belpedio, Kakanen, Tanner Faith, Pontius Saloon, Chase Lang, Reed Duke, and Pavel's Jennies. The only thing that's notable about that draft class is I think Chase Lang. Chase Lang is the first ever Vegas Golden Knight. Did you know that? I did not know that. He was, because he was the first signing they ever made, because he was not playing hockey. <laughs> right. So they, he was the, he's the first ever Golden Knight. So that's the most notable thing about that draft class. I mean, and that's just a crazy thing. I mean, you look at other teams, and they do not do this. You know, you, you talked about the Blackhawks. Obviously, the Blackhawks went on the tear where they won two or three Stanley Cups, you know, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is now they may be bad, and they may be getting older, but they're not. You know, they get players like DeBrincat. You know, they, they sign players like Panarin. Obviously, he's not on the team. But, like, they do the right things to get back to the playoffs and be good again. You know, and the wild man. They just – I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing, but they never completely fall off the shelf. You know what I'm they saying? They don't bottom they, out. They don't bottom out. And, I mean, you do not – there's no good team that has been good forever. And what I mean by that is, like, every team, you go down the list – in the NHL, Toronto's had their dark years. Montreal, every team in the NHL except maybe Columbus. I think Chicago is the perfect example of, of perfect example of a franchise. Oh, yeah. perfect example. I mean, they were bad for so long. They get lucky, they land Taves. You know, they get lucky the next year they land Patrick Kane, and there you go. You have two good players, and they draft players like Duncan Keith. Um, you know, Duncan Keith, Brent, uh, Brent, Brent Seabrook. Seabrook. You know, they sign players like Marion Hosa. You know, who was really good for a while. Dustin Bufflin was drafted by him. I think Martin Hansel. No, not Martin Hansel. It's Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. Was I don't. He drafted there. Or? He might have been drafted there. He did play for Rockford for a little bit, so he might have been drafted there. You know, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, they they get such good players. I mean, that first year they won the Stanley Cup with like Bufflin. You know, um, oh man, there's so many other names that I just. Uh, Fro is it Frolic? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michael. Frolic. Yeah, I mean, like the team was so good, and all these players end up having to obviously leave. But I mean, like. That was all draft. They built a team and drafted the Stanley Cup team. And the Wildcats can't do that. You know, I mean, any team except Vegas and Columbus have had dark ages. Yeah, and the, the Blackhawks were so good that they won with only four defensemen. Because, like, the, the last one they won, dude, yeah, what's his name? Michael Hansel mm -hmm. or whatever because he, he broke his ankle. Dude, they might have even had Michael Jordan on that defense. <laughs> and they had uh, – Van Riemsdyk's brother yep. as a defenseman. And the Blackhawks were so successful. It's funny to look from, like, and I was there in 2013, right after they won the Stanley Cup. Dude, that's so much fun. Like, if the Wild could do that, oh, man, that'd be so much fun. But, like, they were so good that over the course of, like, 2013 to, like, 2018, so we have so many good players that we have to start trading players for draft picks. 
Okay, then we're so close to the cap, and we're not wasting money. Obviously, Kane and Taves contracts are really big, but they, they didn't have any bad contracts. All those contracts were real meaty uh, and, and deserving. But we, we have so much talent, and we're paying so much money, deservingly so, that we went from trading good players for young players, young players to draft picks, and draft picks to future draft picks. Like, they were so stacked, they physically couldn't have all that talent on the team. You know, so they'd, they'd trade a... Um, oh, what was it? Because there was a couple of times that the trade happened. But what was it? Trading, like... Uh, Brandon Saad for Artem Anisimov... Yep. And then having to uh, uh, sign Artemi Panarin, which, but that's also what happens when you're a successful team. You you get handed stuff like Panarin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, 27 year old rookie who's like <laughs> one of the top guys in the KHL. But why did he sign there on that? Because if I'm gonna take a small, because you have to take an entry level deal. He couldn't sign yeah. a major one. So if you have to sign a two year deal, which I think is something Kaprizov could do with another team, just like, yeah, I'm gonna sign a two year deal. I'm Kaprizov with the with the Lightning. So if you're going to sign a two-year deal, might as well sign it with you know them. But that's the type of stuff you get handed to you when you're that good. The, the Islanders don't get that. No. They, they don't get that. The Coyotes don't get that. <laughs> you know, it's a certain uh, it's a certain stature of, of a franchise that gets things like this. Oh man, and you, I mean, you even talk about you know the Islanders. I mean, there's another team that builds through the draft. You know what I'm saying? Obviously they lost to Vegas, but a lot of their players through the draft. Phoenix, they're starting to come up because I mean they had. 15 years of darkness and you know you have a lot of first round draft you know really high larson's still only like 27 yeah exactly ekman larson you got uh what's what's the left winger's name um uh, he's from the u.s ah man what is his name he's like clayton clayton keller yeah yeah keller or something like that i mean really good hockey player you know i mean it's just such a good team you know add phil kessel into the mix i mean like good hockey team and we, we don't we don't get phil castle no we, we don't, don't get the phil castles we don't get that we get the mad zuccarellos at 30 you know 33 <laughs> years old and you know on a six-year deal we resign we don't we don't get the nicolettis we don't get the Derek stefans we don't we don't get any of these top minnesota no, guys we don't i mean we, we get we get actually we wish we could get the jeff taffy's oh man i mean i think taffy played in the ahl team for a while i mean like we still have like the alt brothers on the ahl team you know our last uh, a couple years ago you know like uh, the, yeah, no, not Alt. The Rao, Kyle Rao. Oh, we had man. a five-seven center. Hey, whatever happened to Mario Lucia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we couldn't get the Bukesteads. You know, obviously. Bukestead. Do we still have Nanny's grandkid on the team? Uh, oh man, that he's retired. I mean, huh. at 23. I mean, it's just unreal that we don't ever get the good talent. You know, like the big stink that I had. Wow, they could have took Kiefer Bellows that one year. They took uh, was it Erickson Eck, uh, maybe. But I mean, they could have like gotten these players like. He's from Minnesota. Obviously, you know, Bellos hasn't been working out, but, like, we don't get these players. You know, even another player from, like, Cottage Grove, you know, Jack Doherty, we don't get these players. Obviously, That's probably a good Well, yeah, obviously Doherty's not working <laughs> out. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, like, we don't get these players that we're really, you know, sought of in our own backyard. You know, it's kind of like the Gophers hockey team. Like, they don't get their own play. Obviously, they have multiple teams to compete with. But, like, that's the U of M. You know, like, when you think of U of M, that's a top school in Minnesota. Like, that's what you think of. And you can't even land the players in your backyard. I mean, that's like Eric Johnson in an interview a couple years ago said he would never come to Minnesota. Eric Johnson's probably one of the best Minnesotans to ever come out of, you know, Minnesota. I mean, he's also one of the worst first overall picks in the last 15 years. Fair enough, but he's one of the best to come out of Minnesota. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, we wouldn't, we could not get him. He just would refuse to come here, you know? So it's. Oh, I got, I got a list of Minnesota players. It's funny to, to look at the, what whatever quaint hockey is, whatever this is, but. 
looking at the top players from Minnesota, yeah, not a lot. We don't get the Wheelers. No. We, we almost got Jamie Lang and Bruner when he was like 43. <laughs> we don't get David Bat, which is probably a good thing. Akposo never played here. Derek Stefan never played here. Goligoski, Niskanen, these guys who were big-time free agents a few years ago and never signed here. Paul Martin never played here. The Islanders do a better job at drafting Minnesota talent because oh, they have Anders Lee and Brock yeah. Nelson. So even they do a better job. At oh, ju- we get, we don't get the good Justin Falk. We get the <laughs> Justin Falk with no you in his name. We yeah, get, we get the other guy. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't get the Jordan Leopolds. You know, like these guys are like, you know. Well, until he has a career-ending injury. That is very true. From wasn't it, did he, who did he get who did he get hit by? He got hit by it was someone was notable. It Matt Martin. <laughs> oh, was it Matt Cook? Did Matt Cook hurt him? Matt Cook likes to no. Hurt he was do- <laughs> Matt Cook was done when he was when he, when he was once he left the Wild. He never came back. <laughs> No, but we always get the players that get career-ending injuries because, what was it, um, Keith Ballard also had a career-ender yeah. with us. Oh, hey, well, he's from Minnesota. Keith Ballard. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, didn't he win, didn't he win uh He won uh, a national championship with the Gophers. Yeah, yeah. That was, like, the year they had, like, Ryan Platoni and, like, Jeff uh, Jeff, Jeff Taffy maybe. Like, they had a uh, lot of the old, old names. Shout that, out to know. Jeff Taffy because I know he's listening from oh, the Hastings Ice Arena. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, man. yeah, man, it's just – yeah, the Wild are just a disgrace. Or, man. like, this guy wasn't even a, a super top pick, and I understand we're really bad with draft picks, but, like, Casey Middlestaff. <laughs> yeah, he was, like, the eighth pick in the draft. We could have traded up for, for that. That's not that's not too much to ask. Yeah, I mean, we don't want those players, though. We don't want the good players, Owen. We do not want them. Who was the, who was the Minnesota guy who we should have taken but turned out really bad? Uh, oh crap! Because he was he was in one of those draft classes that we it wasn't Kiefer Bellows because he's really good, but there was somebody ah whatever. But you know they, they don't they don't they don't draft well. We draft we draft Finnish guys who suck like like Joel Erickson Eck. <laughs> no, and, who, and, and who's the defenseman? Uh, who Philip never, Johansson. Yeah, who will never touch no, no, the ice. Know, let's 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 pull will, up the old elite prospects. He here. will never touch the ice. I promise you this. I will put a hundred dollars on that in ten years. He's not even playing anymore. As a first-round draft pick, I mean that's just—he doesn't even play on the top-tier Finnish hockey league. I no, mean, not, like, not that this means anything, but he's like a fifty-seven in Chell. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's twenty years old. All let's, right, let's see what he was doing this year. Let's see what he was doing. Four points. Uh, last year he had four points. Ah, I guess they haven't played this year. So, <laughs> great job. And I under, I understand like if you're a if you're a Finnish or a Swedish. If you're a Scandinavian draft pick and you put up half a point per game in the adult league, you're going to be a really – like, I understand how it works. You're not going to put up crazy numbers if you're a young guy because this is an actual adult league yeah. where, you know, it's not like the Quebec league where you put up 187 <laughs> points. But four? Four? He has a he's minus nine even, on the he's ice. He's not even in the top-tier finish league either. I mean, like, that's the craziest thing. They took him – he was a projected undrafted. This is almost as bad as the Detroit Lions taking that dude from Hawaii. I mean, like, that's the equivalent of this. But at least it's worse because they took this guy with a first-round draft pick. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. I really don't. I mean, it takes some sort of wise guy. You know who I think this is? You know who's been in the franchise for all these years? Lou Nanny. He's been <laughs> in this franchise for how long? And he's like a scout or something, and he takes the wrong players. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe the guy who got a DUI is still running it. Remember that guy? There was one of the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong name because I forget who it was. <laughs> uh, but somebody, somebody got a DUI. Well, actually, a couple of wild players have gotten DUIs <laughs> over the last couple of years. I don't know if they're still on the team. JT Brown is. 
Yeah, JT Brown. <laughs> oh, Daryl Sador. That was the guy who apologized for his DUI arrest. Ha. Don't ah. drink and drive then. Drinky, drinky, drive. <laughs> Man. Oh, uh, anybody... If you, anybody who drinks and drive, if you have a DUI on your record and you're listening to this show, go fuck yourself. You're a fucking idiot. We don't want you here. Go, oh, go fuck off. You're the dumbest person. If you get a DUI, you're the dumbest person oh, alive. I completely I don't agree. care how many people get mad at me. You're the dumbest person alive. DUIs, man. That's- oh, man. Oh, I'm going to drink and drive. Dude, it just puts everyone at danger, and that's the worst <laughs> oh, thing, man. man. Like, worst thing. I've had people, you know who I'm talking, I've had people brag to me about that kind of stuff. Oh, you don't get DUIs. It's like, dude, it's not even something to say. Like, if good, good old you, LP? Like, if, yeah, LP, DP, I mean, there's another guy. Where, like, I worked at that place before I worked at where I am. Every single person except two had a DUI. I mean, like, that's just unheard of. How, how, who, who gets, who drink? first of all, I don't even drink anymore. And like, but like who, in my times of drinking, you know, I had, I never was like, Hmm, let me drive a car. You know, while I can't, let walk. me operate heavy machinery. Yeah, exactly. Like I've never been that way. I couldn't imagine someone being that stupid. I've always, before I do anything with alcohol, which is not very often anymore, uh, unless it's just like a beer, like with dinner. But like, ah, where am I gonna be when I'm drunk? That's probably I should probably sober me should probably figure that out for, <laughs> right. for drunk me. Exactly, and especially like, how do you get a DUI with all the stuff that Uber and stuff? But maybe not now with the whole pandemic. But like before, like before all that stuff, Uber, you know, all Lyft, call all someone, these, call your call friend, someone. man. Like you could get a taxi. Like stay where you are for two hours and sober up. I mean, one thing I've learned though, I have learned this: a lot of people who get DUIs. Uh, a lot of them don't have money to afford those things because they put all their money into alcohol. That is something I've realized. Uh, a lot of the people I worked with, uh, there was a few of them who, you know, were, you know, 30, 33 or 34 living with their parents because they could not afford things of their own because they put it on alcohol or the casino. The same type of people who drag about, uh, uh, brag about having a $40,000 truck, but they still oh, live with their parents. That's the worst. If you come up to me and flex, like, I have a piece of crap truck. My truck is... It's not a piece of junk, but like, oh, three. You know what? If you come to me and flex with your 2018 truck of any sort, any kind, and you live with your mom and dad, ear points are already mute. It's like getting in arguments with people about U.S. politics or something that are people from Canada. It's just irrelevant. It means nothing. Okay, you live, if, like, I've told this to so many people that have told me, like, you should get this, this. It's like, dude, if I lived with my parents for complete free, I I don't make a lot of money, but I would legitimately be able to afford whatever I want. Like, there would be no financial issues whatsoever. I remember when I was living with my grandpa, you know, working my job when I was 18, you know, making probably only like 40 grand, but as an 18-year-old, that's a lot. Like, I could spend $1,100 in a week and not have to worry, and I promise you, I did that many times. You know, like, do not flex on me if you have a nice car but live with your mom and dad. Well, it's just like, look at how much money I can spend without, you know, taking care of my basic needs. Yeah, oh, well, your basic yeah. needs are taken care of. Yeah, I also I also could light money on fire if I didn't have to pay for rent. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, it's just, it's unreal. I mean, it's it's unreal. And, you know, a lot of people, when you throw that in them, which I, I've heard this before, but never have I ever had it said to me. When people tell me, like, I got in an argument with someone, you know, people tell me, oh, I, I'm a roommate with my dad. It's like, no, you're not. There's no such thing as being a roommate. Like, that would be, like, when I was living with my parents, like, oh, I'm paying them rent, but I'm a roommate. It's like, no, you're not. You're not a roommate. Like, get out of here. You're not roommates with your parents. That's not how it works, you know? Like, just excuses. People just don't want to be an adults, and it's it's pretty sad. And you see it a lot. You see it a lot, especially with our age. A lot of people do not want to, you know, live on their own, which I never understood that. I, I never did. 
you know, but yeah, I mean. Oh, it's just, and whatever, rent's expensive. Like I know, I know if I didn't live here, live, you know, I, I definitely, even if, even when I, when I uh, get a full-time thing, when the, when the, you know, the whole media industry comes back because this whole pandemic has destroyed it, like, ah, still paying for rent. Like, I mean, there's, there's certain ways you can do it. Like I know, like living with roommates, like if I didn't live here, I'd probably live with you Mm -hmm. and just pay rent. But like there's places like when I lived in River, I guess it's a college town, but every town, what town doesn't have a college in it? But like, ah, you get 400 bucks for a room, but it's like, well, you know, I I don't need a three bedroom apartment if I'm one person. Exactly. And and see, the thing that I, you know, this is something I'll even teach my kids. Like the thing with you, for example, you know, you four years of college, you, you were still not a, you're an adult, but you didn't officially transition to that adult. That's what college is for. I think that's kind of the last hurrah of being, you know, kind of a kid in a sense, you know, you learn all that stuff. You know, you, you did it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like this, then I'm talking about the people who, you know, finished high school, you know, got a good job or something of the sort and, and just never moved on and never became adults, you know? And that's the stuff that's just like, man, I don't know how you do it. I, I Anybody listening that, you know, is this person, you know, kudos to you for having literally no, no ambition. But for the people out there who are working really hard that are listening, Keep doing it. You know, it all pays off in the end. But. Oh, that's that's the deal. I, I, I guarantee I wouldn't be living here if I didn't go to college for the last exactly. four years because that's the deal. Like, you know, because f- for me and for going to college, like a lot of jobs that I would like need college. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, obviously I'm not going to be making $40,000 a year as a 19-year-old in college because you got college to worry about. But that's, that's the deal because it's more – and that's the, a funny thing too with knowing people our age, 22, where it's like, Oh, I make $45,000 and I'm sitting here, you know, not making a whole lot of money because I chose to do what I love for a career mm-hmm. and there's a pandemic, but like, okay, well, I, I decided to play the long run because <laughs> I'm going to be alive for a long time. So you can, you can be ahead of me by a little bit early on. That's fine. Make, make all your money, but you're going to stay making $45,000 <laughs> for the rest of your life. Oh. Uh, I'm going to get a four year degree and, uh, catch, catch me when I'm 40. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, I never went to college out. I, I just. I'll be honest. I that's one thing you know. High school is not my thing whatsoever. But you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's something that you know. I I know this, and it's something I'll teach my kid too. Is you know, college is that stepping stone to get you ahead in life. You know, for me, I've had to work literally for everything I have. You know, I've had to work really hard for it. But you know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's unreal how many people are just so so not self motivated. You know, like. People use excuses for things and like, oh, this is happening, this is happening, that's happening, can't do it now. It's like, man, if you just stop making excuses and just do it, it feels so much better, you know, and it's just, it's unreal. It is unreal. There's a, most, most people are NPCs. Most people are just kind of <laughs> along for the ride. So, yeah, they're, they're, they just kind of do, kind of do what they're told. I've definitely made some mistakes, so I definitely know when I have to give advice to junior, when I have my own kids, I know exactly the route that they should go. You know, if they're doing something like college, like, uh, there, there's definitely certain ways to do it. And for anybody who says college is a waste of time, they just, they didn't do it the right way. Like, I think, I think everybody, everybody, no matter what should go to a community college for, if you're going to go to college, you don't have to go pay $20,000 to be a freshman and take uh, your, your gen ed and stuff like that. Uh, that's so stupid. Go to Inver Hills, pay a tiny amount of money, get your gen eds out of the way, and then and then you go to college, and then you pay, 
you know, whatever the price is, way more. But it's it's worth it because you're only paying way more for the two years as opposed to four years. Save yourself so much money. Or if I would have done it again, I would have done PSEO because then you just get the, you get two years, you get your gen eds done in high school. And then I would have been graduated by, if I, I regret not doing that because I would have graduated college at 19. Because with, with my birthday, if I would have had the two years of college out of the way, right. I would have been 19 and I would have had a four-year degree. Could have been like, who's that football player? Uh, who, oh, Amobi Okoye. Yeah, you could have been like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally would have been like that guy. Uh, didn't, go, didn't go super well for Amobi Okoye. Uh, but, you know, guy's probably still in like 27. So, you know. <laughs> That's very true. I think we've looked him up. I think he's only like 29. Yeah, Amobi Okoye. <laughs> uh, he played like five years. In the, it was with like five different teams. But That's very true. You know, shout out to Amobi Okoye if you're listening. Maybe he's one of the eight Chinese listeners that are That listening. could be true. I don't know what he's up to. He could be in China. I doubt he's in China, though. But maybe he is. Maybe they got uh, – no, they have a football team because uh, Ricky Williams was oh, coaching yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, football teams from China. Chinese football. Uh, they got blown out in the game they played, but, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Just put Ricky Williams in. I bet he could have uh, carried the entire team. Oh, Ricky Williams is the GOAT. <laughs> Ricky Williams, he might be up for North Star Sports Hall of Fame Class of 2021 because <laughs> we are big Ricky Williams respecters on the show. Make sure to tag him in the tweet. Get a response. I'll be sure to tag him. I don't know if he has Twitter. I don't know if he believes in social media. We're gonna put we're gonna put him in the in the Hall of Fame. Um. Oh boy, what do we want to transition onto now? Because I'm sure there's other fun topics. I just very quickly had a list of the Wilds prospects pulled up. Uh, the number one guy we have is not even any of our first round picks. It's Adam Beckman, who apparent apparently that is a pretty solid prospect because he won like the MVP or whatever the hell they call. It. They have the stupid weird names in Canada, but the the MVP for the WHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we so, were talking about this guy last time. Yeah, so there, maybe yeah. that guy. But you look at our system. Uh, I think a tw- I think that's a 27 year old they're counting as in the system. Oh, it's like the twins now, huh? <laughs> when Trevor Poof was a prospect at like 30. <laughs> yeah, they still count Kyle Rao as a prospect. Oh man, Stefan. I like Stefan Falkowski. That was my go-to draft pick in NHL. Oh man, I want to say like 14, because he's just like some six-eight Ukrainian. He's <laughs> just. He's not, he's not the enforcer, but he's whatever the grinder version is of a defenseman. I just like it. He's he's one of the guys where when you and me play, where we build the teams of just absolute hulks, where uh, really hard to turn on a dime with, with some of these guys. Oh, definitely. Oh, man. Yeah, this prospects list is uh, it's pretty pitiful. Oh, boy. Yeah, not very good. Ah, Philip Johansson, number 37. Oh, man. Very cool. Good for the wild. They have a lot of potential. On their team. Oh, Mike Leombus, the guy who I forget, he definitely cracked somebody's skull because he <laughs> he definitely kind of rode in on on somebody. Um, Doesn't even look like he's with the Wild. Oh, I think that was before. Well, he's 31 years old, so. Oh, okay, uh, fair yeah. enough. I thought this was like the prospect ranking list. I was like, ah, no, no, no. Actually, let's see let's see what our boy Eddie's up to. I wonder what Eddie's Eddie's doing. I don't know if they went back to work. Uh, Anytime recently, or when they, I don't even actually know when they stopped. Eddie Matsushima, Worcester Railers. He's 26 years old, 5'11, 185. Uh, he is absolutely jacked. Um, now he's got four points in the ECHL. Well, there you go. What a, what he's a nice got the same amount of points as a first round draft pick. Good for him. Awesome. In a better tiered hockey league, too. Oh, he had 21 points in the SPHL. Oh. I've I've also interviewed 
the yeah I've inter- I've interviewed the coach for the Pensacola Ice Flyers. No, oh, there you go. I called him up and I asked him about Eddie. Forget his name. I think he used to play for the Wild actually. Hmm. Learn something new every day. Not a whole lot of ice down there in Pensacola, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Coach Rod Aldoff. All right. I've never heard that name before, so this will be something new. Yeah, well, you're a fucking hater. Whoa. Uh, yeah, we can. We don't have the FCC above our heads on this <laughs> show. We can swear as much as we want. Alphabet boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't mention those. Um, he played for UMD. Oh, okay. He also played for the Tallahassee Tiger Sharks, the Utah Grizzlies. The P.D. Pride played over in the Germany 2 League. Yeah, he's a well-traveled guy. He's been well, there you go. He, he has a lot of experience. Yeah. A lot of experience in the whole hockey of the puck. Yes, at the, mid, at the mid-tier levels. Oh, man. He had 109 penalty minutes in 39 games in Germany. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Sounds like my high school career. <laughs> yeah. He's, a, oh, he's, only, he's only 5'10", 196. 510, 196. All right. Oh, he's, he's a little chippy out there. He's a little chippy. He's a little. It's like Nathan Gerbey. <laughs> <laughs> I could pick him up and put him in my pocket. No, who's the one guy that everybody hates that you hate, but who's a funny guy? Oh, man. Uh, Tom, oh, Tom Wilson. Yeah, Tom Wilson. Ah, I like watching him get lit up by uh, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> Ryan Reeves is a much bigger guy than uh, Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson is not little. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. Oh, man. Yeah, there's plenty of great hockey players on that uh, UWRF team from 2018. Our boy, um, oh, wow, that's embarrassing. I forgot his name. Michael Hughes. Michael Hughes. Let's look up old Michael Hughes on the on the hockey. It's probably going to take a while to look him up because uh, I'd imagine there's a lot of Michael Hugheses. Very common name. Although I think we got the right one here. Ah, look at that. 22 years old, 6'3", good height for a goaltender. From St. Paul, Minnesota. Very nice. Shout out to Michael Hughes if he's listening. Has not played in the last two years, which is unfortunate because I think he should have. I think they should have started him for uh, for some games. Three point five seven goals against in you know the hardest hardest D three conference. Yeah, you have a better uh, goals against everything. Uh, what's his name? Mac Jones. <laughs> Hunter Jones. Yeah, yeah, Hunter Jones. You don't even know it. I don't even know his name. Oh man. Ah, Alexis Lafreniere. That's a lot of points. Righty, are are the Wild for sure going to the to the playoffs under the system that they have, or are, could they potentially miss the playoffs and get in the lottery? Because oh, I, I, I want them to just lose I'll and be, win the lottery. I'll be so honest with you, I have not been keeping track of the NHL. I mean, I, I for one just don't. But if they are, if they do get in the playoffs, it's just a wash. You know, you get knocked out right away. But if hopefully they can get in the lottery, and you know, the NHL lottery, you can jump really high. You know, you can jump with a really good pick, even if you have like fourteen. But um, I really hope the Wild miss the playoffs. I mean, I really do. I want to see them get someone good because I could be a Wild fan if they just got someone to cheer for. I'm not going to go pay, you know, I, I brought my dad to a Wild game last year and, you know, we sat on the glass or whatever. And I, I'm not going to pay $300 to watch Zach Preezy and oh, Ryan Suter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't pay thirty dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. Cheap stick you can find is like seventy-five bucks. I mean, uh, like and I'm not going. Exactly. It's just like Vikings tickets. Very expensive, you know. Like, but it's just I, I don't know how anyone could pay money to go see that. Like, I understand how people do it, you know, because a lot of people I talk to who don't know the Wild or know hockey, they do it because everyone else does it, you know. And and that's the thing. Like, it's just a cool event to take pictures or you know say you experienced it. So that that's kind of what they ride off of, you know. There's really no 
hardcore wild fans you know like we're not like vancouver who would destroy their entire city after losing to the you know in the stanley cup you know like something like that you know we wouldn't see that but you know we just don't have hardcore fans in minnesota when it comes to that so that's the worst part is i think we do have a lot of fans at the level where they'll pay a lot of money for the team but there's yeah i agree there's not a lot a lot of hardcore fans because just because you're a hardcore fan doesn't mean you can't hate the team and it hates a good thing because that's going to make your team better because if you hate what the team's doing, they're not going to do it. So, like, it's so weird because with how bad the Wild should be, like, if, if the fans actually stopped buying tickets, uh, they'd be forced to start making some correct decisions. But, uh, you know, and that's another thing, too, that I've noticed is, like, oh, you're really negative with, with your opinions about the Wild. No, 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 I'm just really informed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for, for people who are just casual fans of the Wild who will buy season tickets and just – I don't really know anything about the NHL, and I'm not a fucking expert on the NHL, but, like, you know, oh, I just like watching the Wild. That's cool. Hopefully they win. If they don't, whatever. It's like, oh, that's really negative that you have all, you know, you say they're bad at drafting. No, it's just a fucking fact. So, like, you know, you and me are not really, maybe maybe we're a tinge bit negative, but, like, it's all true. It's all true, and if more people started talking like this, oh, they would actually start making, or at least trying to start making the right decisions. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, like, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, um... I think the Wild next year, and this is not going to matter, or maybe two years from now, one or two years from now, I think they get like $40 million opening up in, in salary cap. Um, it's not going to matter because like the uh, the NFL, uh, you know, they project the NFL to go down by $40 million in their salary cap. Obviously, the NHL salary cap is not that big, but maybe the NHL goes down $20 million. It, salary cap is certainly going to go down yeah. under these circumstances. But it's like, yeah, we might have... 80 million coming off the well that might be a little too much but we might have like 60 million coming off the books if we didn't sign Zuccarello who's 32 and a midget to a six-year deal <laughs> you know obviously we're stuck with Parisi and that was one thing that you brought up that I never thought of that you, you brought it up a couple of years ago or whatever so it, it's been in my head but like you know when when they almost had that deal last year to trade Parisi to the Islanders oh thank god we get Parisi off the team and then yeah if he retires that's on us and it's on us <laughs> for like 30 million exactly I mean, yeah, it's just, man, I I really, like, this is my thing. Like, you know who I'm a fan of sports, you know, obviously the Lions and stuff. Like, I can't be a fan of Minnesota sports teams because it seems like they're all the same. You know, I love sports. You know, I could sit there and watch really any sport there is. You know, I got, I'm getting into UFC. I could watch baseball. I know you hate baseball. But I could watch baseball. I could watch football, you know, stuff. But it's so hard to be fans of the Wolves who are, uh, just a poverty franchise in all aspects of everything. You got the Vikings who, I'm sorry to say this, but, I mean, you're not getting any better with time. And, you know, you, and the Wild are just so irrelevant in every standpoint. I mean, when when's the last time you watched, like, an NHL show? You know, just talking about The only time I can recall them ever talking about the Wild is that year that they went, like, on a 24 – they were, like, 24-2-11 or, like, 20 – they had like 24 wins at the start of the season when they start off really, really hot and obviously finished like, you know, at the bottom seed and then got knocked down the first one. But like Minnesota sports are all the same, man. I mean, it's just unreal. And I don't know how anybody can be, you know, a Minnesota sports fan in any aspect, unless it's the Lynx. I mean, at least they bring championships. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even care if I, you know, the product is a lower form of it. I rather just watch someone win. You know, I've always been a fan of winners not losers so it's hard to be a fan of a you know I know people say oh you're with us or you're against us you know when we're bad or good it's like all Minnesota sports teams have been bad since the start of history you know what I'm saying like 
the Twins weren't good and haven't been good in my lifetime other than, you know, that little bit in there when they couldn't get past the Yankees. And, you know, Vikings haven't been good since, man, I, I, I couldn't. I mean, they were good, what, three years ago, was it, when they made it to the NFC Championship game? Yeah, they. I mean, the uh, the Vikings are actually pretty good. Uh, the Vikings have always been pretty good. It's just they never have sustained. They'll yeah. they'll have pretty big peaks, but the peaks are never high enough to win a Super Bowl. But like, when was the last time? When was the last time the the Vikings were good for a four year stretch? It just doesn't happen. Man. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, it just like, doesn't happen. I I just it's so hard, man. Like I, they've had they've had good teams in twenty seventeen and twenty twelve oh, and two thousand nine. Yeah. You know, you could point to many good years, but it's just always uh, a peak up and then a crash down, and then they just don't have sustained quarterback play. I mean, yeah, they, they've huge. they've they've squeezed everything they can out of some of the quarterbacks they've they've got, but it's just two years of this person, three years of this person, one year of this person. Exactly, and it's been like that for them for I mean, man, you you're more on the Vikings this year. I'm obviously a Lions fan. I'm saying I like winners, but you know, my my reasoning behind that was you know they were no in sixteen. There's no way they can go lower than this, and they still haven't. I, I don't care. They still haven't. But you know, man, I mean, when's the last time that they've had a quarterback, the Vikings start more than like six years in a row? I mean, honestly, like I, I know oh, that sounds six years in a row, like just six or five. I mean, can you honestly in our lifetime or? Like the person I go back to is like Fran Tarkenton. Cole, Cole Pepper might have had five. He obviously had the injuries. Yeah. Okay. So Cole, Cole Pepper probably was the last one. I mean, you also, I can't remember if Kramer was after Tarkenton. I think Kramer was. At, yeah, Kramer must have been after Tark. Tommy Kramer probably started five okay. or six years. Okay. I was just like I I could because I, I couldn't tell you that you know like I know the Vikings have always had you know good defenses with like you know back when I was younger like Kevin Williams, Pat Williams, Antonio Winfield like players like that. You know, they've always had running backs, you know, well, Adrian Peterson for a good majority of the time. Receivers of Kem and Goat, Stefan Diggs, who's obviously not there, Thielen, you know, players like this. They come in and come out, cornerbacks, safeties. I mean, they've had good – the only thing they've never sustained, and I don't understand it, you know, it's just a quarterback position. I, I don't get it. I honestly, in my opinion, I thought the best quarterback that they had drafted was going to be Teddy Bridgewater. You know, like, if they would have let him develop because he was, like, 21 years old or whatever the case is. I think you know? he's still the best quarterback they've drafted in a yeah, long time. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, they gave up on him for, uh, who, who they gave, was it Kirk Cousins? They didn't? Well, they traded They traded for Bradford the year he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I just, man, it's so hard. I don't know how Viking fans do it, you know. Like, you know, like, I hear you get mad, you know, at their free agency and stuff. It's just like, man, that's how it's been for years. Yeah, I like so. the I like the 2013 Vikings because we started off with Ponder, then we went to Castle, <laughs> and then we had a Josh we had the Josh Freeman Monday night game in there somewhere. <laughs> Isn't that the year Joe Webb ended up playing a playoff game? No, that was the year before. That was 2012. <laughs> okay, because that was AP's 2,000 yard season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was. I remember. Uh, I remember hearing a bunch of Viking fans saying that they wanted Joe Webb to be the new starting quarterback oh, after he had man. one good game or something. You know what's the worst part? I didn't realize this. That the worst part about that playoff game is so. The Packers beat the Vikings, and they go on to play the Niners, and that's when Kaepernick runs for 181 yards. Joe Webb's a mobile quarterback. He was a he turned into a wide receiver. Right. So we, and again, we probably still would have lost because he can't throw. But if ever there was a time to run the option, like the Pack, <laughs> Packers are really bad with running quarterbacks. Yes, yeah. oh, definitely. The, fuck, the week after. <laughs> but, nope, they decided to pass with Joe Webb, and then he, they go on, and then they get smoked by Kaepernick. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah, the Vikings, man. They're just, you know, they their coaches are just so, you know, like I know Zimmer's been a good coach, but I mean, look before that. I do miss Chili. 
I liked Chili. Chili was that boy. You know, Mike Tice and players like that. Like, Mike Tice had the greatest, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time <laughs> and literally did nothing with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just unreal. You know, and then going after the, after the, dude, go after the Wolves. This fran- it's not even fair to go at this franchise. It's like it's like beating up your little brother, you know, like when you're older than him by like five years. Like picking on the wolves is just so easy. It, it's unreal. I mean, they've wa- they're gonna waste Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. They've wasted so many people. It's just Minnesota sports for you. I mean, it, it's very depressing to be a Minnesota sports fan. Almost as depressing as being an Ohio sports fan. But at least in that, you know, because I mean, the only sport that I'm interested in, you know, that I'm missing out is golfers football. You know, like that's the only thing we have to. Root They're going to be really good this year. Yeah, oh, dude, They're going to be really unreal. Good. Tanner Morgan might win the Heisman. I might be writing some checks in the old gambling department oh, this year. Oh man, I I still regret might be not, driving to that Iowa border. Yeah, I still regret not putting that money down on that Penn State game, and like I could have won good amount of money, but I just everybody knew they were going to win. Oh man, I knew they were going to win. Everyone crazy. knew. It's like, it's like the year the Gophers went. Uh, the basketball team played. They were the like the 11 seed, and they took on UCLA, who was a five seed. And, like, 80% of the media said the Gophers are going to win. Like, they just knew. Oh, man. I mean, especially when What's-His-Name, who deleted his social media after that, oh, came out of that tunnel. You know oh, what I'm saying? Like, what's his name? He made a huge mistake on that one. It's like, you probably shouldn't have did that. And they rode the boat, and I almost made some bets after that. Uh, Minnesota, man, they're going to be really good. I don't care if they lost to Wisconsin and Iowa last year. Iowa's a really tough place to play, and Wisconsin – for those games are, I mean, if anyone who hasn't played sports understands this, like, rivalry games are a different breed. Like, it's not like playing, you know, uh, you know, Northwest, not a Northwestern, but like an out-of-conference game where there's not that, dude, the Wisconsin Gopher history is just so unreal. It's It makes you want to play different every time. And then they go in and beat, is it Auburn? They, you know, they beat Auburn in the bowl yeah, game. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's a big success, you know. So, Fleck has turned that program around. And, I mean, obviously he's kind of piggybacking off the kill kids, you know, but he'll get his own kids in soon. And, I mean, it's just – that is the only thing in Minnesota sports that I look forward to. Like, I'm not one to get excited, but, like, that Penn State game at that last throwaway through that pick, dude, I freaked out. Like, I started, like, scooting across the floor and stuff, you know, like, because I was like, gee, that's nuts, you know. And, like, it's the most exciting I've ever got. I love college sports – or college football anyways, but – Only they could make a video game for that. Oh, man. on it, Well, and, and – I would, I would literally give away my car – for that <laughs> game. I don't even care. I don't live far from work. I'll walk to work every day. I don't care. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, well, it's Well, and the thing with the Gophers, too, uh, like, I'm pretty sure they have, like, five four-stars in their oh, in their next they class. Do. And, like, they're really good at, at recruiting offensive line, like Curtis Dunlap and, like, these four-star really, like, IMG Academy guys down in Florida. Like, and Tanner Morgan was a two-star quarterback who was committed to Western Michigan. Tanner Morgan... I, I think he'll stay for his senior year. I mean, who knows? If he throws 50 touchdowns this year, he's going to the NFL. But, like, ah, I would say it's more than likely than not than Tanner Morgan's a first-round pick in 2022. When's the last time – I don't think this has ever happened. When's the last time a quarterback guy from Min- the University of Minnesota was a first-round draft pick? I never. <laughs> Back to World War II? Never. Honestly, <laughs> pro- probably never. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, that's that's just a crazy thing, like, the way Fleck has turned that program around, and I hope he never leaves. I hope he's kind of like a um, – oh, man, who's a dude in Northwestern who was there for so long? So I'm not going to say that Pat dude. Fitzgerald? Yeah. Was, the guy who's, well, he's still there now. Yeah, he's been there for like 20-some years or whatever. You know, like those are the people. 
You know, like that's what we want. Yeah, but we want a little more success. No, I get that, but like I want that commitment. You know, like I would, I would say this coach's name, but I'm sorry, I will not. But the guy from Penn State, like, <laughs> be like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how long he was there and how successful he was. That's yeah. what we can get from Fleck, and you know, that's what I want to see from it because I could really, dude. I mean, very much excitement for golfers football. Like, I don't care about the NFL. I don't, you know, like golfers football is kind of my favorite thing. You know, other than UFC as of late, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited for that. You know, four-star recruits, you know, when they land there, he will land a five-star recruit in the next two years. I oh, know that for, for sure. a fact. Oh, dude, if they go, like, 10-2 and two, or, and, like, win the Big oh, Ten man. Championship or something. We're Bring getting... up the schedule. I mean, I think we've went over this. Um, you know, I think Michigan's in there. Uh, I think they play Iowa at home, Wisconsin on the road. You know, we've went through this. Before. Yeah, the schedule looks really good for the team. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I think our decision was, like, they were going to go, like, 11-1 and one or something. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, I think their one loss was to – I think we had – I don't even remember who we had it as because they don't play Ohio State. So, I'll go through the schedule here. So, home versus Florida Atlantic, home versus Tennessee Tech, just two wins right off the bat. Then we go – well, I guess we start conference. So, then home versus Iowa, that's good because you don't want to play at Iowa, so that's yeah. favorable that it's a home game. Versus BYU, uh, I mean, that's a win. I, I don't think – I don't think BYU is that good, at, um, but I don't follow whatever fucking conference <laughs> they're in. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Home for, or uh, on the road at Maryland. Which I think we dominated. Oh, Maryland. we blew them yeah. up at like forty-nine points. This was the tough one. I think this might have been the loss that we had on the schedule. Yeah, this probably was the loss we had on the schedule at Wisconsin. That's the toughest game of the year, October tenth. Yeah, and, and my thing with that is, you know, it's kind of like the Illinois. But the last time we were on the road versus Wisconsin, that's we won. What, that's what I'm saying. Like. The mentality that Fleck has, you look at two years ago and they got blown out by, Indi- was it Indiana or Illinois, whatever one it yeah, was. Yeah, and that's when they fired all their defense. Yeah, and then they came back the next year, at uh, this last year, and drubbed them. Like, that's kind of how I view it. I still think Wisconsin wins just because, like I said, rivalry game, it's in Wisconsin. Like, they're, I understand we won there last time, but it's just so, it's so hard to do. I mean, when, does it say, like, what month it's in? Yeah, October 10th. Oh, October 10th. Okay, you said it. So, a little cold. Okay. Probably better that it's earlier on in the year. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give it to Minnesota. I really am. I, I don't see them losing to Wisconsin two years ago. I'm in not going to give it to them because otherwise I'd have the schedule as 12-0. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put a loss in there. It's somewhere. I, I think mine was Michigan State. Because isn't it at Michigan State? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a couple of. Yeah. But then it's home versus Michigan. Ah, Michigan's trash. That's fine. Although, I will say... It, at least it's home versus Michigan because Michigan's not a good team. But if you go to Michigan, you have a hundred thousand. Well, actually, you might not because you know because of the Rona. So actually, who knows? At I, Illinois, and we smoked <laughs> Illinois the last couple. Is of Lovey years. Smith still the coach there? Yeah, I believe he is. <laughs> oh, he might have got. He might have gotten fired. I don't know. He's not. He has not turned Illinois around. Let me. He's even a good Bears coach. No, they just gave him a free job. Oh yeah, he's still there. He's still there. Oh, uh, he's like he's like eight and twenty four or something. <laughs> at Michigan State, I'm gonna say that's a win for the Gophers because I already have my loss at Wisconsin. I think mine will be the Michigan State game because it's just so hard to win in Michigan as it is in so late in the year. It's they did they did lose their starting quarterback, so I don't know who they're starting. Brian Lewerke's not there anymore, so not that he was you know the next coming of Johnny Manziel, but I believe he was like a three or four year starter, uh, and then. Honestly, well, Northwestern's a trap game, but that's a trap game when it's on the road. They're still a very tough team, but then 
home versus Purdue, home versus Northwestern, and at Nebraska. At Nebraska will be the killing fields. That'll be the killing fields. <laughs> I remember listening to another radio station. They were talking about how that game was going to be close, and it was not close, man. Oh, dude, what was it last year, like 42-7? to 7? <laughs> Yeah, they destroyed them. Absolutely. Oh, they said the Nebraska's quarterback, what was it, Martin? They've had a couple of quarterbacks <laughs> named Martinez. Yeah. Not ta- I think Taylor Martinez is the old quarterback yeah. and now it's like adrian martinez they said that guy was supposed to be a heisman candidate oh man they just beat him like they 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 the gophers beat nebraska like they stole something they just beat him like they stole something so i mean here's the thing they go 11 and 1 all right big 10 and, championship yep big ten. then they they're gonna lose that game i well, it's gonna be oh yeah, yeah i mean i i but that means a roseball roseball victory exa- there we go uh it depends who we play because there isn't that out of the pac 12 don't you usually play out of the pac 12 with that yeah, it's always back to Yeah. But the, the, the Pac-12 Gophers could beat. Yeah. The, the Gophers could beat the winner of the Pac-12. They could beat the winner of the Pac-12. Because yeah. what is it? You're going to face Utah? <laughs> okay. They're frauds. They're frauds. They got exposed. <laughs> what was it? Who did they play in the game where if they would have won the game, they would have been in the in the, in the the final four or whatever? Yeah, it was. They uh, played like, was it Oregon? It might have been Oregon. And they're all like, yeah, we're a defense. We're a defense. And they just got blown out. They just gave up like 35 points. Dude, yeah, they're frauds. If the Gophers, I might have to make a trip down to Iowa like right before this all starts. If the Gophers, I might make a bet on them winning the Rose Bowl. I'm not even kidding. It's a very I, good chance. I want to know the odds of that. I don't know if you can all find you, that. All you have to do is to is to go to the Big Ten. You, you know, because if, cause if the, well, listen. If even if they're a two-loss team and they beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, ah, they might be in the top four. So either it's we go into the college football playoffs or we win a Rose Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, either way, either way, it's gonna be unreal. Uh, you know, just this season. Like I've never been excited for sports like this, and I am for the Gophers. Like PJ Fleck has legitimately put interest in me for this you know for this team and that's something that i never thought i would say and man it makes me want a video game so bad you know like i've even thought about going out to buy an xbox just to buy 14 spending <laughs> the 200 dollars, you know whatever you know like just because it's just something that's like something about college football that just is so much more different than the nfl you know the nfl you know you have to deal with all the personalities and all the drama and all that stuff and you know with college football it's just a different scene you know so well and the thing with pj fleck is so there's better colleges for him to go to, obviously. But you're in a Power 5 conference. Not only are you in a Power 5 conference, you're in the second-best conference in, in college football. So, like, it, you are at – I just hope he stays here forever because you are at you are at the top place you can go to. You know what I mean? Like, so if, like, if the Alabama job opens, like, okay, like, I, I get that. But, like, why would he go to any other Big Ten team? Like, you already have a Big Ten team here. You know what I mean? So like it's not it's not like oh we're in the Mac and he's building you know he's building up <laughs> Bowling right. Green but you know there's only a certain level to where Bowling Green can go. Minnesota could be Alabama. There's nothing stopping Minnesota from being Alabama. Like it's a big state school in a big you know historically a very good football school. Like yep. I think we're like top six in like national championships oh, yeah. all time. They were all in the fifties, <laughs> but I think we have like seven national championships. But it's like. No, 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 you're in. You're already at the top-level job. There's only a couple of more schools, but but if, no, you, but if you can – like, if he can win a Rose Bowl this year and win a Rose – or and win the Big Ten in, like, 2022 or something, why would you leave? You've already built up everything here. You know, the only reason he would leave is for more money, but I just say 
Here, here's a blank check. Oh. Like this, this team has been so irrelevant for 20, 50 years. This team ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, has been irrelevant for fifty years. Man, the last good year I think they had in my lifetime was who was that coach who blew the lead to Virginia Tech in the bowl game? Texas Tech, and that was yeah, Glenn Tex- Mason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like unreal. Oh, we got the odds here. I well, am... this is to win a national championship. Whoa, okay. Well, I saw Minnesota on there. Yep, hold on. Well, I wish they'd number. Why don't you number it? So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 20 second best odds to That's win the unreal. national championship. And the reason, and honestly, it should be higher. Yeah, unre- I mean, and they're tied. It's, it's tied. Ty- yeah, and it's tied, it looks like, with a bunch of other teams, too. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Iowa State, Mizzou. Ah, Mizzou. Nebraska. <laughs> oh, I'd rather burn my money than put a plus 8,000 on Nebraska. I man, it's so tempting to just, I mean, I don't know how to calculate odds. So if I put down, like, just say a $100 bet, $100 bet on the Gophers winning the national championship, and they do, how much is that? I mean, like. Uh, I, that, well, with those odds, I'm assuming, typic, well, typically, well, actually, no, never mind, because mi- minus means it's a favorite. So you'd make $80,000. That. That's unreal. Like just hundred dollars. Oh, a hundred, hundred dollars. Yeah. No, uh, you'd make eight thousand. Eight thousand, right? Something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm horrible. I have no, no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, eighty, eighty thousand, eight thousand. Oh man, I have no idea. It's you so, make a lot of money. It's so tempting to just drive down to Iowa or just fly to Vegas. I want to be. I don't because I tried to look up the odds for them to win a Rose Bowl, but it just kept coming up with the Rose Bowl from last year's odds. But if I could bet on on Rose Bowl for 2021, dude, like. We're going to win 9 to 11 games. Like, we're going to be in the Big Ten Championship unless, knock on cardboard, that uh, – because, like, we kind of need Tanner Morgan. Like, if it's Zach Anikstad, don't feel good about our chances. (laughs) Dude, Tanner Morgan, man, yeah, he – what is he? He's a junior next year, right? Yeah, he'll be a junior this year. Yeah, yep. And uh, Oh, man. Dude, oh, dude, he had, like, 31 touchdowns, seven interceptions last year. He had the highest accuracy, I think, in the or highest completion percentage. Too, all all of those yeah. top five metrics they have when they show quarterbacks, he's all he's, he's in them. And Rashad Bateman's going to be a first-round pick. Rashad Bateman's even better. Rashad Bateman's way better than Tyler Johnson. Yeah. So, like, oh, the, the future's looking super bright. Like, I, I, I want to pull up their roster because even the guy – like, we can talk about how good they are with the recruiting and all that stuff, and, the, I mean – I could tell. I could look up the names of the four-star recruits. Not that you're gonna know them. Like, I think Stephen Ortiz yeah, is I, the four-star yep. defensive back. Follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, so they're they're gonna be really good. And it's I don't know. I mean, a four-star just as likely could be Jeff Jones. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some guy who ends up in jail and isn't on the team. But like, ah, I don't know. They're they're pretty good. Chris Ottman Bell. He's a pretty good second wide receiver. Um, Oh, shoot, what was it? I, th- I feel like they got a couple. That boy, Seth Green. Mm, I forgot about him. The green line. I, lo- I I love him just as a goal line quarterback. Because <laughs> he can throw the ball because he was a quarterback. Or, or I'm just going to run on in there. I like Seth Green. I like him. <laughs> and they've actually gotten a couple of pretty good um, uh, like graduate transfers. Like last year, uh, Benjamin St. Just uh, was like a 6'3 corner from Michigan. Like they actually do pretty good at at uh, uh, transfers because before, like we would we would never get any transfers. Like just our players would transfer. Like I remember we had that wide receiver. Man, what was his name? I want to say it was a- like AJ Green or something, but that's definitely not right. <laughs> but how uh, 
Like, it, he transferred in, like, 2012, and he was, like, the only good player we had. <laughs> like, got Benny Sapp. Benny Sapp the third. Who? Pretty sure it, Benny Sapp. Man, that sounds... Pretty sure that's the... Well, I think Ben Benny Sapp's his dad. Yeah, so uh, that sounds like... Yeah. And he used to play for the Vikings. Uh, Ibrahim was, was... I mean, he gets hurt a lot, but he was he was pretty good. Uh, no, they, no they're, things are looking really, really good for this team. Uh, that boy, Grant Ryersey, who I don't know who that guy is, but he's from Eastridge, though. There you so, go. So, you know, got to respect them, them Eastridge people. You know what I mean? But no, the, the, team's, the team's looking really good. And I like what we do, too, with, like, getting a guy like Curtis, Curtis Dunlap. And I think we got another big four-star, almost five-star, but for sure four-star offensive lineman. Like, and we get, we get big ones. Curtis Dunlap is 350. Like, we just get really big boys. Like, uh, what's his name? Daniel Falele or whatever? Yeah, like, yep. the Tongan guy who's, like, 6'8", 400 pounds. Like, I don't know. PJ Fleck is really good at getting people oh, pumped man. up and on his side. Like he's a master recruiter. Like honestly, and even when you look at um, yeah, there's Daniel Falele, six nine, four hundred. But um, even at Western Michigan, like he's good at he's good at getting talent, but he's also good at at coaching that talent. Because you look like ah, Corey Davis <laughs> was who definitely did did not deserve to be fifth overall. <laughs> went fifth overall. So Corey D, I forgot. He got passed up by A.J. Brown or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Man. He got taken how over was Mike Mar- Williams. Yeah. How was Mario Williams? I mean, not Mario Williams. How was Marcus Mariota bad? I oh, mean, like, dude. <laughs> he had so He's many so receivers, man. Oh, you have one of the best tight ends over the last, like, seven years, <laughs> Delaney Walker. I have no idea why why they're like that. Hey, uh, Mark Crawford's my new favorite player. He ain't even. He's not even from the U.S. Oh, no. I think he's, like, 27. Because you know how like he, yeah, sometimes yeah. you get those punters like the what is it the Eagles had that punter who was like twenty eight yeah was a rookie yeah we also got uh, Mel Kruder from Munich Germany from the München Rangers <laughs> I wonder if there's the same place that uh, who's the Vikings guy that was from Germany <laughs> Ball Ringer yeah I think he, is he still with the Bengals I think so yeah there we go because they have the well. I think he's still on the roster, but he was only on the roster last year because you know how they do that international. Yeah. Like they pick one division and you just get an extra international player. Um, yeah, good old Moritz Bowringer. Oh man. Guten Abend, Mela Kruder. But no, it's interesting. It's fun. It's really cool to see them actually not even. I mean, no disrespect to Jerry Kill because Jerry Kill was. And he was voted as one of the best coaches every single year he was with the Gophers by other coaches. So you, you could tell how much other people respected him. And you can see that, too, with what Jerry Kill's done since he's left. Because I think he hasn't had, like, full-time positions, but I know he's worked with, like, I think Texas Tech and then, like, Virginia Tech or something. Like, he's been around other programs helping out. A lot of people respect him. It re- It honestly, I think P.J. Fleck is a better coach than Jerry Kill, and we're in a better direction because Jerry Kill was here for a while, but things were getting good. So, But it just sucks with his health issues. Yeah. But, I mean, P.J. Fleck is the real deal. He might be the best coach in college football, and we're only only realizing what he what he can do in his third year. Like, the, not everybody on the team is even his guy yet. No, I know. That's the thing. Like, Some of these guys are still – or who was the coach before Fleck? Was it Fleck? Oh, right Tracy Clays. <laughs> yeah. That fat Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he say? And, and at his closing press conference, he was like, have fun freezing your ass off. 
remember how he said that. <laughs> oh, man. They kind of did him dirty, though, because he did he did have a team that won nine games, and they still fired him for P.J. Fleck. Uh, good choice. But, Fleck is, I mean. Oh, yeah, but yeah, Tracy Clays, yeah, Tracy Clays is, is Hank Hill. Oh, man. Oh, what time have we got here? I wonder here? what Tracy Clays is up to these days. We got almost 830. I think, man, not to call it short, but, you know, talked about a good amount. Oh, I don't know. You giving up? I, he's I, now the linebackers coach of Virginia Tech. That is good to know. Virginia Tech. Virginia ah. Tech. Wait. Oh, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Tracy Clays. Yeah, I was thinking something. Wait, I didn't think Virginia Tech was a school for a second, but then I remembered. No, that's definitely a school. <laughs> well, with that, we'll wrap up the show. So once again, you can follow Drew Peterson on Twitter at whatever bullshit Twitter name yours is. At the process, the underscore process underscore 69 okay so you can follow that <laughs> monstrosity you also can follow me on twitter at owen ely mn you also can follow north star sports on twitter at north star min be sure to check out our website which is absolutely booming business is booming at northstarsports.media you can tune in on stitcher tune in podbean itunes spotify google podcast pod mn thanks for tuning in everybody